Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation, including Ruby, which we're getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Haley Neighbors. Hello. And Madeline Potter. Hello. One last time for the series finale of Ruby episode recaps, we are talking Ruby, the, well, the, an episode of Ruby, uh, the, the volume seven finale, the enemy of trust that aired today on uh, Rooster Teeth, whatever series finale, because as announced earlier this uh, earlier this year, we're stopping episode recaps. We just finished off the Ruby ones, but this will be our last Ruby episode recap and we're excited to talk about this highly anticipated finale all our thoughts on it i have a big glass of wine that i'll be drinking throughout this podcast ready to help me talk about this finale so uh you got you if you if you also like to to partake listening maybe that would put you in the right state of mind i don't know but uh it's gonna be the the word that you take a shot on yeah uh We'll figure that out. Or whale. Uh, uh, <laughs> whale. <laughs> yeah, okay. We don't forget. <laughs> there you go. That's one. Okay. Uh, okay. Just pause. Make your own drinking game for the podcast, then come back. Um, queer baiting. How many times are we going to say that? Uh, <laughs> rooster teeth. Okay. Okay. Let's <laughs> we'll talk. This is a preview of the podcast, but make sure you've seen the volume seven finale. Come back and listen to the podcast. Haley. What were your reactions to this finale? <laughs> Just, I, I don't know. I think I was in a state of simultaneously passive shock and excitement, but also super passive. So it was a very confusing experience because there was like some awesome fight scenes happening with Cinder and all of that. And I loved that. Um, but then like, Kind of nothing happened, but also big things happened. But a lot of it was just Oscar falling for no reason. And then um, there was a monologue about fear, and which also made it weird. The episode title is The Enemy of Trust. Is fear the enemy of trust? Maybe it should be The Enemy is Fear. That would make more sense. Um, and it just seemed like, why Why are we spending like basically a quarter of the episode with a monologue? <laughs> Guys, there's more important things to do. Um, and then we got, uh, you know, Salem riding in on a whale at the end. So I think this is the finale we deserved for this season. It really in, just in kind what of way? Felt... In what way did we, did we deserve it? Well, because this season truly felt like 15 different storylines that they just threw on a board and were like, let's see what happens. Nothing will have consequences and we'll outright say it was pointless <laughs> and everyone will love that, right? And then this finale just felt the same. Like, it's like they had all their key things on a board and threw darts at it. Like, oh, okay, so Oscar monologue, you know, we didn't think we were going to do that, but the fates have decided it. We're going to put it in because who cares? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> it was such a mixed bag of emotions for me. Uh, well, we want to get into all those emotions. I mean, this is the time to do it. The last time to do it. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is yeah. get ready, folks. Yeah. We'll, we'll, the good a mixed bag implies some good in there. That's good. There was definitely good. They, yeah, there were definitely good moments. where I was like, okay, this is cool. And then it was like, what is happening? So. Okay. 
And no satellite being shot into the sky. I'm very upset about yeah, that. No we'll get satellite. to that. But, yeah, if, oh. we, if we do rants, uh, you can talk about the satellite more. So. <laughs> if you can deal with if. Um, <laughs> and I don't want to spoil anything for that. I'll just say keep, list, keep listening to the, until the end of this podcast. Okay, that's what I'll say. Uh, uh, well, so prepare, prepare your rants as we're going. Uh, Maddie, what, what did you think of the finale? Um, okay, so this episode was like, really gorgeous there is some really gorgeous like like this the sunset is still amazingly oh no i said sunrise sunrise is still like amazingly beautiful in this like we're in the same we're in like the same time as like the end of last episode and it's really gorgeous the fights were like kind of everything i've been waiting for from this show for almost like two seasons because apparently when it's cinder and neo fighting oh wow i instantly care because i care about them as characters more than anyone else they've been fighting since like three seasons ago and so like neo fighting has character cinder is just kind of crazy but like we've seen her kind of go crazy with power this whole time and it's fun obviously i was very invested in penny becoming the winter maiden like that was awesome but this was just an episode of like oscar like this was just like this is this is the show titled oscar now like he was the main character of this episode and i don't know how i feel about that well, I mean, I know how I feel about it, but I mean, I don't know how I feel about like Team Ruby just getting sidelined. You know, I think you know how you feel about both of those yeah. things. Yeah, like like but Ruby dis- having dislike. legit two words. Yeah, no, because Oscar- Blake and like, Yang barely talking. Yeah, Blake and Yang were just not even in the episode. Like my issue with this episode is that Team Ruby again are sidelined for characters that the writers clearly want to like write for instead, and like Oscar, like in this episode, I think has like stuff. Like he has stuff to write about. Like he has stuff to like for an arc. But he's not who I'm here for, like in any way, shape, or form. I'm really happy we got the Penny stuff. I really love that Penny was the kind of the B plot of this episode. It was Oscar and Penny going back and forth, kind of. And I really like that. But why did it have to be Penny? I mean, not Penny, Oscar. Like, why did it have to be Oscar? Because Oscar, I just don't really care about it anyway. Uh, how dare you? That's one half of Haley's Rose Garden you're talking about here. <laughs> oh my god. Also, this makes Rose Garden more likely, Dylan. Like, I know it does. Oh, yeah. We have a new Ruby ship, though. That's fine. Um. Oh, god. I will just say, though, before I move on, though, Dylan, that, okay, I agree that Cinder's outfit is pretty hot. In this, in this you episode. turned around. Oh, man. She's got a great outfit. Oh, yeah. Such her a great outfit. outfit. I, I, I regret saying that I didn't like her outfit because, like, yeah, as soon as I saw her in the fight, like, it was pretty incredible, I must say. Yeah. Uh, thank you for coming on to the right side of history on the the cinders. Yes, I do. This is the most important thing. <laughs> I the one of the most important things to me in the finale. Um, you, Oscar and uh, Penny are the main characters of this finale. Which yes. who saw that coming? Well, maybe Penny, but like what? It's like I oh really yeah, Oscar's important now. Yeah, sure. Um, this finale is all right. Uh, it, it's it's not bad. I I prefer. <laughs> If you can somehow ignore all the terribleness, I prefer last week's yeah. episode. Like I like this. Yeah. <laughs> if you can, pref- like we talked about it last week, if you can ignore the offensiveness. Um, I do think last week had better fights and was more frenetic. And, and this week is um, it, this is good. I don't think the fights are as good for me or as interesting, but yeah. I, I am interested in most of what's going on here. Um, I think the maiden stuff is solid and. Um, the stuff with like uh, the ice uh, landscape, I think, is in particularly really gorgeous. Um, the uh, trying to think of another thing I like in this episode. I guess I, I like the I like uh, Ruby and Weiss and Penny on the ship. That one one shot of them. That's my new OT three. Um, oh my god, they're I'm, so gay! I'm, I'm this is like the gayest shot. 
people talking about, I can't tell if I'm shipping the three or if Penny's their daughter. And I'm, I agree. Like, uh, <laughs> okay, <what's>, okay. <laughs> Honestly, that's really great. Which, which is, yeah, I'm fine it's either just... way. I'm going to be looking for fix. Um, the, uh, the songs are good. There's no post credit scene, which I was, Somehow the most upset by this. <laughs> I was, I, Dylan, I think we just, of all the seasons, this is the season we deserved it most, to be completely honest. We did, we did deserve it. Uh, there are just so many options. We, we, we didn't get our cake at the end of the season, Dylan. It could have just been cake. I mean, we had Watts in a random scene. We didn't have, uh, yeah, Watts, Watts is, Watts, a, but that was the Why best part of the finale. Still alive? Way, is that he's alive. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, the, Oz, the Oscar stuff is, uh, is pretty um it wasn't bad no it wasn't bad don't don't mind me i'm refilling my wine right now Um, (laughs) uh, sounds like like not a like a fake sound that you've recorded (laughs) no that i just put in front of the microphone that's fine um this is a good sign of the where we're going on the podcast um it's he's just falling for half of the finale and i is so stupid uh and and the monologue which i've seen people say they like um you know, sure. Uh, if you like this type of thing, you like Ruby a lot more than me because this was not uh, interesting or good. Uh, I didn't need an Ospin monologue about fear. Did you know that the theme of this finale was fear? Could you tell? Could no. you tell that it was fear? Um, is was very stupid. Uh, so, like on its own, it's a fine finale. Like it's a pretty classic Ruby finale. It's all right. It's not. It's a little. It's underwhelming. Ruby finales don't do a ton. I certainly prefer prefer the volume six finale to this one. Um, even though that wasn't, that wasn't even like a top five episode of last season, I think is like much better in this finale, but this is like maybe one of the better finales looking back on Ruby, but it's, it's just underwhelming. And, uh, it's, it's more like, I love the, the penny maiden stuff. We've been calling that for a while and that was done really well. But other than that, it's more like about what's not here than what is here because yes. absolutely no bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we get Salem at the end, which is like, sure, we end on a cliffhanger. It's a very different type of season for Ruby. It's, um, seems like a part one. Yeah. Honestly, I was going to say, I didn't say my intro. Like this feels like a mid season finale, honestly. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm most interested in like where we're picking up in volume eight, because we never start with like big action like this, like relevant plot action. It um, feels like next season just has to be like. How can we not have fights every episode with Just like start right away? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, the, what they they might land somewhere and regroup. That's the only thing I can think of. But or or they like do the fights at the beginning and then it's like the rest of the season is like picking up the pieces. Yeah, yeah. It could be could be that. Um, so it's fine this finale, but this this is like a very appropriate last episode to go out on. I feel like it's 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 fine. Like this is. A mediocre episode of Ruby for a mediocre show. More on that later. Uh, like this is this was fine. I didn't hate this episode. Like, uh, but it's 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 it wraps up the like it doesn't fix. If you didn't like where the season was at before, this isn't fixing anything. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's talk the Penny stuff. That's the best part, right? Like this is. Um, yeah. Um. Because it actually paid off things from the season, you know? This was, like, pretty well, um, at least the beginning of the season, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mm. what, what do you think, Maddie? About if this, if this finale pays off? With Penny, Oh, yeah. no. Oh, oh, like Penny? Oh, Penny's scene. great. Sorry, sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah. Penny, no, Penny no, no. becoming the maiden, it's something we talked about I, in towards the beginning of the season. Um, this, I like, justifies her character being a big part of the season, I think. Yes, yeah. it does. I'm just... 
we'll go into it later. They just had a really great chance here that they really threw away, Dylan. And you know what I'm talking about. And it's like thematically fits what they were doing. And it just makes no sense that they just like tossed it away. And they could have actually like, they could have said more here. They could have said a lot. Doing anything here. deeper with gender, like it's not. I yeah, mean, they they don't do anything deeper though here. Like so, I don't no. think it's it's like too surprising. Like, too surprising that the show, like the show's themes, like, this episode feels- is fear. It's a very broad theme. Yeah, no, but I mean, like it feels like this should be about the fact that Penny is real, but she doesn't seem to acknowledge that at any point that she can be the maiden. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like this big thing. Like the whole season, it seems like she's been struggling with the fact that she doesn't feel like she's her own person, her agency. Because she's literally under Ironwood's control. And this season, and this finale is about her just deciding, no, I'm going to be the own, my own person here. But, like, she doesn't incorporate that into this moment of, oh, I can be the maiden. Like, it doesn't feel like she ever has that realization. And I hope we – I don't want to even, like, say that we hope we get, we get it next season. Because I don't care anymore. I just don't. The, like, the, con- the concept of, of Penny, like – can she even be a maid and she's a robot like that? Yeah. It's yeah. not talked about in this finale. It's very, no, but it feels like a really subtly big handled. Like, um, because considering the fact that like she, she joins the cast in like season one, she's in season one, right? Yeah, I think so. Or in like, and it's like about her, like whether she's real or not. Like there's actually like a question of that from her at the very least. And it feels important. And then we just don't talk about it here, which feels like the perfect moment to validate that existence. It just feels frustrating. And But at the same time, I love that she's the maiden. Like, I love it. It makes sense for why she's been in the season and why she's so important this season. It's the best way to handle the maiden stuff on, like, who becomes the maiden. But, yeah, yeah this is the most interesting aspect of Penny becoming the maiden is, like, that she's, like, not a real person. And she got the maiden powers, which go to yeah. a person. Like, you'd think that they would mention that. Um, like, and it, I do think the episode, like, has it on its mind. Like, I think it's, like, subtext. Yeah. Um but, but I want the text. Right, like, why the speech about fear as the text of the episode versus Penny is yeah. the, the, the subtext with like, Penny? I'd much prefer that. Like, there's a lot of implied stuff here, but because they don't even go to subtext level of this, they don't even, like, it's not even, like, I was watching this, Dylan, and it wasn't even on my mind at parts of these scenes. Because it's just, like, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't. Because they and could like, have made the point, like, the monologue be not about fear, which was really not relevant, but instead about, you know, like, becoming who you truly are yeah. and accepting yourself. Because Oscar did that with becoming Ozpin, you know, like, yeah. he, like, embraced that side of him and all this stuff. And it's like, and, what's fear? What do you mean fear? And I don't think that's, like, a valid, like, theme to this season, but I think it's a valid theme to this episode. Because it's about, like... It's about everyone, like, moving on and realizing we don't have allies. It's us against everybody, essentially, right now. And they just are kind of accepting that. And I think that's really cool. I think that's a good theme for a season. Instead, they go about fear when, like, our heroes don't seem to be afraid this episode much. They seem pretty chill. <laughs> yeah. I'm, j- I'm just not interested in these, like, broad themes of the human condition, like, that Ruby's talking about with <laughs> yeah, fear. Like, 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 I care about I the characters. Talk talk about the characters. Like, oh, fear, and that's how we act, and that influences, like, oh my, I, I just, it's not, it's not anything to me. I really, like, tuned out all of the speech. It, none of it was, and, and then the songs are all about it. And uh, the only scene where, like, Oz, Oscar, Oz, and, uh, Oscar Ospin and Ironwood are talking about it. And there it's at least part of the story. But, um, yeah, yeah the, the pen, yeah, you'd think they would talk about 
Penny being a, a real person. Um, I do like, think it's, I, I do think it's like part of the episode in the subtext, but it like uh, is is shockingly underplayed. I would say. Yeah, because like it's it's vital. Like she's the only one who can reach the Winter Maiden because she's metal and like doesn't feel the cold. Like she can get to the Maiden yeah. and talk to her. And that's like the reason, right? Like that's relevant. And like there, this... her not being a human is how she was even in that position. Yeah, yeah. and they've also and spent time talking about this theme for her overtly. So it's not like yeah. it's something there that we're reading into. About. You know, like they they want us to think about this. And like, it's like, why would you not pay that off? Like as a writer, yeah. it just doesn't make like, much sense. Winter and Penny's dynamic is that Winter's a human who like acts very inhumanly, and Penny's a robot who acts very humanly, and like their dynamic was this struggle. And then you we had the- that terrible line last episode where she's like, I yeah. but it's like I feel emotions or something. Yeah. Like, and the, and we could have had something thing- like that. <laughs> and like the whole thing is she made a choice in this episode to save Winter instead of going after Cinder. Like mm-hmm. there is the whole point of this episode is. Penny's a good person, a good, like, person with a capital P. And, like, we just don't touch on it in any real way other than this weird minor subtext. And it feels like such a missed shot, even if you're not going to do the gender stuff, which feels impossible considering the fact that the maidens can only go to women like it just feels like such a missed shot on so many levels i definitely i definitely think it's uh, it's like intended subtext but with last episode with penny being like uh personal feelings and then yeah. this episode she says like, like it's it's certainly on the mind but like i just don't agree with leaving it as subtext it's way more yeah. interesting yeah. than it's just a missed opportunity yeah and like um, imagine if it was like like Penny's speech or something at the very least that'd be good yeah why is like, Os- really, like, why like, is osbin giving the speech who gives a crap about osbin like, like Penny, like has had this big change. Like, what if this was a speech from Penny, like, like in in post, like talking about like coming to terms with herself as everyone moves away. Like, you know what I mean? Like realizing that just being yourself is more important to saving people or something. I love uh, broad, broad, epic speeches about the human condition by old men. That's what the show is saying. That's all we can. That's do, all. That's it. all the show does. Yeah. Okay. It, it really uh, is. <laughs> it really is. The rest of the mated stuff, I do. I think like there's some gorgeous animation with Penny and Freya. Freya was shockingly um, had agency in this episode. I yeah, think. yeah, um, I liked that. That's I really did. She actually av- Avatar states uh, big ice storm around her. Um, I, I think the moment that she grabs Cinder's hand is just like <laughs> she's it's, like it's probably the most today. surprising moment of the finale for me. It's just like oh, she has agency. Okay, yeah. Well, it yeah. makes sense. Like she's like a, a pseudo mythical being, you know, even yeah. if she's elderly, she's going to have some power. It seems, you know, it seems like she's the person in like the series who's had the maiden powers longest. And it's just like, yeah. listen, I might be old, but y'all are just like kids. You can't keep up. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a hot take here. Tell me if you okay. can. Okay. Take. The may, I just thought of this, but I think it's definitely true. The okay. maiden powers, the maidens is the most interesting part of the Ruby mythology. I think that's like Dylan. I think that's the exact yeah. opposite take that you had at the beginning of right. <laughs> at the beginning, it's like, why do we need this other part of the mythology? But let's recap what's happened since then. Once they since yeah. they introduced actually it. interesting thing. Volume five, they had the best twist of the show involving the maiden powers. Volume seven, the best part of this finale involves the maiden powers. I cared the yeah. most about who ended up with the maiden powers here. Yes. Like yeah. this is at this point is just better than the rest of what's going on with the show, at least in terms of broad plot. I think also because it's actually getting some screen time. Whereas, like, if we had any focus on Silver Eyes or any focus on, you know, Salem more so, then it'd be like, okay, that's good. But it's like... It's 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 substantial and it's defined. Yes. Like... like I'm, I like I'm. I was after this episode. I was like, "Oh, who are the maidens now?" It's it's mm-hmm. Penny. It's Raven. 
uh, Cinder, and we haven't met the fourth one, right? Like that's it's interesting. Like, like care about that is that's, interesting. That's, that's that's in- yeah, they're they're on care. It's a character focused mythology element, and very true. Tracking who they all are is is I think is actually pretty interesting. It's like honestly, I care a lot more about that than Salem riding in on a big whale, Grim. Although the th- okay. way to get me interested in Salem is to have a giant whale. So you know, yeah, okay, yeah, it's a good start. Uh, yeah, okay. Maiden, any of the rest of the maiden stuff? Yeah, okay, that's fine. Uh, we'll get back to it. But yeah, we've talked long enough about, uh, about this finale <laughs> by talking about the giant whale because, uh, uh, who, who is calling really the, the giant highway. whale here? Dylan, um, Dylan, there was a, there was a cloud and I saw like a brief, like, silhouette and I, I like literally was, I was watching with someone. I literally, like, it's a whale. I like literally, it's a whale. It's a whale. And I was so excited. It's, it's very exciting. Uh, Maddie, I have a beef with you about uh, bringing up flying monkeys this entire season, and uh, they were we got a giant whale instead of okay. a flying. <laughs> it literally had tiny- well, there were little flying things next to the whale. Were those so the those flying were- monkeys? Oh, I think those were the flying monkeys. I don't think I, I, that's I, what I noticed first. How the dare this show monkeys. make flying monkeys the post credit scene of last episode and have them not be relevant? Like, oh my they God. were. How I think they, they were the little I'm like actually it's, bad about it's, it's, it. It's shockingly <laughs> stupid. And then, honestly, I'm more outraged that there's no post credits. Uh, episode this season. There, here's a tweet from Kerry. Um, we opted not to do a post credit scene in favor of putting that effort into the show and not crunching. Thank you for understanding. So. Uh, we agree, don't overwork your animators, but the part of this tweet which gets me is, um, in favor of putting the effort into the show, he says, that means that the post-credit scenes are not the show, which makes me wonder, why were you doing them for six seasons? (laughs) They're not part of the show, don't do them! Yeah! Okay, so I guess it's a good decision, I don't know. So it's not canon then? Maybe, Why? yeah, maybe. Is it not canon? Is it outside? Is it like Ruby Chibi? Like, is it kind <laughs> of that? Yeah, world? we could have had a Ruby Chibi scene at the end. That would have been good. <laughs> I think oh, it's a villain. Do you think that they put that flying monkey scene as the post credit scene? It's like, whoa, this is a cool idea. And then they got to the season, they're like, why did he make that scene? Like, there's no reason for there to be flying monkeys ever. They're like, oh, God. I think they're, I think they're planning on having flying monkeys, but then what? stones miles walks in is like you know what's cooler guys than flying monkeys is a giant flying whale How like, whoa yeah. it's just a big blob <laughs> the i will say the giant whale is very cool i'm pro giant whale obviously it's really cool Dylan. like this is what i want for ruby like this is like happy like craziness like i want this kind of stupid crazy grim stuff. is great yeah like <laughs> yeah why not a sky ship that's just a whale yeah very and, yeah. And just standing on top of it yeah, uh, Salem's there. She's a new outfit, yes. uh, with cleavage showing. Yeah. A boob window, yes. <laughs> I don't know if it's technically a boob window, but it's not. No, it a, is uh, not. Like a diamond. Does the window it's need the top? I think it needs the done. top to it. I think it, uh, anyway, this is it's not Salem's behind it's not the trend, you know? Or, well, no, is it the other way around? There's a whole thing I saw about how on red carpets it went from, like, center boob to side boob. <laughs> Okay, we don't need to do this. We don't need to do this. Yeah, I mean, Salem side boob win. That's what Haley's saying. I mean, honestly. Um, the... <laughs> At least she got a new outfit. That's fun. She's yeah, like, okay, yeah, Haley, ready for battle. Think... Here we go. Let's you, go. You were excited to see Salem, Haley? Get my new gown out. <laughs> sure. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. You were excited. You were excited. It was fine. Maddie, what I'm excited? excited. I was just like, what is happening? Um, so, yeah. Okay. What is that? <laughs> satellite? Yeah, I was like, where is this satellite? She's in the sky. Does that count as a satellite? Did she uh, no, like, but it does further prove 
the ridiculousness of the satellite because they're like, they can't reach us. <laughs> and she's like, Here's a giant, giant whale, whale coming in hot. <laughs> you know? It's a good yeah. point. Uh, Maddie, tell me about Salem. What, what do you mean? Okay, you, you can't just say that. Billy. I don't know. What do you think? Are you pro Salem in this episode? Is it cool that Salem's here at this point in the story? There's a lot of questions we could ask. Okay, I'm pro Salem. I'm pro Salem, Salem being here, Dylan, because shockingly, she's the third. Like, she's the villain I care about third most somehow because they just she stopped making. I'm trying to figure out who's second. No, no, Dylan. It's Cinder, then Neo, then her. Neo over Salem is uh okay. I can see it. I like, mostly I, just really want to see a scene of Salem and Ruby actually talking to each other in a room because that was like intense. Was that last week where they had that confrontation? Two weeks, ago. Two weeks ago, yeah, and and it was like so intense and emotionally dramatic. And I want but that again. Yeah, <laughs> to so get there. It's be a while. <laughs> like, I think I agree, Dylan. There's like a lot of like cool stuff in this episode, but like, like there's where like, is this everything going? that's missing is the part I'm upset about. Yeah, it's it's as much as cool as is the stuff is. Are we accelerating the end game? Like Salem, is this the final confrontation? No, right? Well, she no. at least she's left her little think, world. Yeah, I think this is the obligatory like the heroes lose stuff. Like we're gonna go to Vacuo to like pick up the pieces. Isn't that Volume Three? Or we do it again? It's an edgy well, show, so we have to have that moment. Twice, well, I mean, I like Dylan, like that. Remember, Volume Three was just the end of the prologue. Okay, shut up. Uh, the no, Dylan, Dylan, I'm saying this like as like. A troll, but like I think uh, that's honestly how they consider it. Oh, I'm in pain. Uh, this, <laughs> I guess this is like the fall of Bossing Say moment, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, what I'm. Yeah. And like they're gonna go to Vacuo to fix it and like join up with Sun and stuff. Um, that if we went to Vacuo next, I'd be so I'd be so happy. But uh, we'll, we'll, like, we'll, let's we'll, just run away. I oh assume I hope- a significant portion of next season still is an Alice. Yes, I also assume that a significant amount of next season, at least at least next season, has Penny, which I'm very excited about. Like Penny working with Penny leaves with the heroes. Yeah, yeah. Um, after having the maiden powers, uh, that's yeah. exciting. If she's yeah. the problem is, uh, I I've seen characters leave with the heroes at the end of the season, and then next season we write them off in the first episode. Uh, who are you talking about, Dylan? Like every single other character but Ru- Ru- Ruby and Orange? I might have two favorites uh, that might have had that fate happen to them. So uh, I yeah, might still maybe. be bitter about that. Um, so <laughs> there's no guarantees Penny's sticking around. Let me, I've learned my lesson. Like, it feels like she's important, right? But like, we I mean, don't she's know. A, at least she's a maiden. You can't write her out until she loses the powers, right? Like, she has to be around. I guess you, Raven, that being said, Raven's not in the show. Raven she's still a maiden. So I take, I take it back. Okay. <laughs> Raven just went off. D- Dylan, we honestly, we deserved a Raven and Taiyang check-in at the end of the season. I mean, yeah. honestly, yes. Like, uh, yes. What we deserve is we deserve more Raven just because it makes no sense that there's just a maiden sitting in the middle of nowhere and no one cares <laughs> Don't about know what's her. going on with her. Seems like Salem doesn't care. Does it, uh, like, it seems like Salem definitely does not care and it makes no sense. I guess she doesn't know or does she not care? Or I don't know. Unfair. But, like, now we've effectively established that Cinder is the weakest maiden, I think. And so it's, like, Cinder's, like... Cinder gets Cinder... easily owned by by. She Freya. runs away. To be like, fair, they, they say Freya was a fully realized maiden, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. but she also lost Raven. Um, yeah, true. Like, and, she, she had... like, I blinked and was like, wait, what, what happened? And it was Cinder flew away. She got, so she got silverized. So, so that's the other part of the maiden stuff. She got silverized by Ruby. Very quickly it happens. Um, so yeah. fast. And she gets Come her on. extendo arm cut off for a little bit. And, but then it like grows back. Yeah. So that we got the extendo arms. This, this yeah. finale. Check, check. 
Yeah. Okay. I just want to say, Dylan, this is the best use of extendo oh. arms. Could only happen for like a split second, and she just used it once to like whip Penny into a wall. Like that's fine. Like that was a. And fine then it gets cut off. So. Acceptable. This is uh this is like a <laughs> catharsis for us. The extendo arm goes away, but then it grows yeah, back. Yeah, then it, like, then it grows oh, back. No! I, was so I, I was so excited for it to go away, Dylan. Honestly, what I want is for her to like use her like semblance to make like a glass arm or something. That would be a lot cooler. Apparently that's her semblance, so yeah. Oh, um, and just a positive note. I personally really loved all of the fights relating yeah. to Cinder today. Like. Yes. They were oh, yeah, really yes. good. <laughs> uh, when they go outside the building, oh my I think gosh, that's that really was good. completely like out of nowhere, and I was stunned by it. Yeah, I was like, "Am I? What show am I watching?" Like, it was so cool, and I, I think also because I, like, I care about all of those characters, yeah. right? So that helps it. But it was just so interestingly done, and it actually felt like I don't know if someone's gonna die in this, you know. Like, it wasn't, because uh, we thought, like, oh, Winter's going to die. You know? uh, high stakes, you know, Winter's going to die. Yeah, it was very high no, stakes. And even if no one dies, there is going to be a important transfer of power here. Yeah, the that's very... the thing. The Maiden is the best, the Maidens are the best part of mythology. They feel so substantial and important. Like, it's like, yeah. these. It's... this is a huge power that is, it's easy to track mm-hmm. and relevant. Um, the best scenes of the this episode, yeah, were the outside fight and then um, Penny and Freya inside, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I just... I just find it interesting because I like Dylan personally. Like, I think all these fights this episode were better than last episode. Really? Fight. Okay. Um, I, I think that's that's uh, the even like the or, the Neo fight. Like, um, I'd certainly well, I take like every Neo. fight last episode over the Neo fight. I, I like the Neo fight a lot because like it had character to it. it. Wasn't just like random fighting. Yeah. Like there was Neo had like I didn't like really like I liked seeing Team Ruby fight Dylan, but they had the least like emotionally mattering fight of the season. It's like, yeah, Ruby's going to win. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, um, like, I will I say no, that the outside fight, if you want to say the outside fight this episode's better, it's like, that's like the gunfight. It's like a different type yeah. of fight, so it's hard to compare them. I, so, I'll, I prefer the Ruby fight last episode, but I think it's fair to, to the outside like, fight here. Here's here's how I feel about the Neo fight, though. Because the Neo fight, like I said last podcast, I said I, it, it's centered around the relic. Like, she's trying to get the relic. So, like, there's it's not as nearly as, like, emotionally impactful as, like, the Maidens. But it's clear in this fight that Neo wins. Neo fights them. She has a she has a goal and she succeeds. And I think there's like a lot of really interesting small character moments from Neo. They really like they they kind of Neo has been successfully flanderized as this like taunting character, but like in a good way. Like I feel like she's finally like come into her own as a character this season. And I like like watching her fight. She like taunts the enemies all fight like she taunts orange all fight and it like i think it comes across really well for me and that just is a lot more fun to watch than just team ruby in a fight where i don't i I know for a fact they're gonna win and it's gonna be like fun and cool and have fun music but there's no attachment to it really uh fair fair take i just want to see ruby though Um, no no i agree and that's like i'm saying this fight is really good i'm frustrated this isn't a team ruby fight like, yeah, very, very absent this episode. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, but th- that's that's fair. Yeah, I, I may, I'll maybe I'll watch again. And I'll think about. It, but I don't know. Last episode just had this like freneticness and, yes, and intenseness it to it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, and, I think and, I and like, and this episode like has it, but it also like then goes from that to like Oscar falling. I feel like it loses it. Like I feel like yes, it, I, it's there for a little bit. 
It's there. It's there during the beginning when it's like Neo versus them, and then it's all of a sudden the Cinder fight starts, and they and she throws them out of the building. Like there's there's that freneticness there because you have no idea really what where they're gonna go with the season, and then they start cutting to like Team Orange like running through the halls, and Oscar just oh tired, yeah, Team Orange uh, chased by guards was so uh, such a mood killer. I didn't. Care it, about it, that. It, they really didn't need to have that go for so long. If they had that like a lot shorter, like I think just they they cut to um, Oscar running tired, and then he gets jumped by neo like we didn't need that like two minutes of the running from guards really we just didn't need uh orange at all um but uh the, in I mean, general yes, <laughs> this, yeah the, in general but like them if, not fighting neo. Fight, yeah, yeah neo, neo winning i think is satisfying um i think that that uh that's good because it's like neo should beat these idiots um yeah and then... i also want to say dylan i think there's an interesting thing that does happen in this fight where i can't believe i'm saying this they finally use jim well because when he shielded neo... them what was that? When he used his shield? Well, no, no, no. But that's actually a good point because Neo is really good against all the people in this fight when she when she's on the Continue. defense. Like she's really good at controlling a fight. And then she gets faces up John. And John is like this character who's like really lame and only just blocks all the time. And she has no idea how to deal with that. Neo is too cool. She her her one weakness is lameness as well, Jim. I, yeah. Honestly, like in a real way, like it seems like she doesn't know what to do against an opponent who is a defensive fighter. Like she's used to being the okay. one who's taunting and having people attack her. Right. And John is just really good at like sorry, Jim is really who good. Who are at, you like, talking about? Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I Jim is just really Why good are you at breaking talking, meme like, at the finale? Come on, keep it up. One like, more episode. I, can't, I have something good to say about him. But like, is, is he I, John when he's when we're complimenting him and Jim when we're disparaging him? Is that how it works? I, I don't know. That might be it, Dylan. But I okay. mean, like, does it really matter? This is the last podcast. It I just matter. like the name Jim for him. It's bold, bold of you. Jim is a better I name. Said that yet? Uh, the Jim is a better name. It's just it's a much cooler name for a much uh, for a very cool guy, right? That we, we all of us it just love. matches. Uh, Ren, Nora Neo was uh, Nora at some point, and then like Ren like hesitates. Um, I'm glad there's at least something with them, but I will. I I think like uh, there's this whole build up towards Ren being loyal to Ironwood and Nora yeah, being anti Ironwood that? that didn't pay off at all in this finale. So uh, screw that plot line. Like uh, let's also they're <laughs> the only ones allowed to kiss. The straights are allowed to kiss. Uh, and yep, they're the only ones that kissed. Uh, more on that soon. Um, the and then the Neo Neo gets the lamp and uh, yeah, we we talked. Yeah, so that, that's that's enough I, of that. And uh, oh, I this, am interested to see cinder ask a question though like that feels actually impactful oh i guess the person with the lamp can ask the question too bad we didn't see that this finale that would have been the most yeah i think i think that's what this is what that means Dylan. that's why the lamp's important we're gonna we have one question left what is cinder gonna ask um i maybe something about getting all the maiden powers yeah um so something i've noticed neo had the lamp and gave it to cinder didn't betray cinder well, she can't mm-hmm. ask a question, Dylan. She doesn't. She doesn't have an ability to like use the lamp because she can't talk. Right. right. So, like, it's, I it's think very ableist of the lamp. If, if there's no written method, it is. It is. But I think that's honestly why Cinder trusts Neo with the lamp, Dylan. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I think Cinder trusts Neo with the lamp because she literally cannot use it. Can we cancel this lamp if it's just so ableist? I mean, it honestly, really is, though, isn't it? I'm. I'm. Look, I'm canceling the lamp here and now. So. <laughs> Hashtag cancel the lamp on Twitter about, uh, like, this is ridiculous. Neo deserves better. She does. To be fair, I don't think Jin is ableist. I think that Oscar is for, like, making this lamp work like this. Or Oscar. Oscar. Did he make the? I don't think. I think the gods made it. Honestly, God is ableist. That's that's real talk. Real talk right now. Let's just rewatch that episode. That would answer this question because it's the only good episode of the show. So let's just rewatch that one episode. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's talk about that one oh, instead. Yeah. 
Well, uh, they, the gods are just generally jerks. We've seen yeah, so the show did establish that they're keeping jerks, with them. So that, that, that is canon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So we're still on Neo betrayal watch, but um, I feel like she had chances this season to go against Cinder, but she's biding her time. Um, yeah. Maybe she's just loyal to Cinder. It seems like that's not true, though. No, I think that Neo yeah. did this, um, and now this is like as far as she was willing to go. Like yeah, she knows her. who's gonna win this fight, you know. Like no, I think Neo did this, and Neo's like. I think Neo is just like Cinder does not have as much power as she thinks she does, and Neo is just waiting her time for like the moment to strike. Because mm. like maybe Neo will get the baited power. Who knows? That'd be um, fun. Avatar Neo would be great. Uh, that'd yeah, be, I think that's where the show is going. No, uh, maybe. But uh, okay. Well, uh, other things. This the the beginning of this. Um, the uh, oh, so we we hint at Cinder backstory when she says, uh, "I refuse to starve." Um, which I felt very shoehorned in this dialogue. Um, in general, I would say the dialogue, uh, this finale was, um, how do you say, very bad. I would say it's very bad, this finale. Uh, <laughs> Dylan, what, what do you, what do you mean? Remember when, uh, James uh, said, only my friends call me James? Yeah, okay, I want to highlight my favorite lines. Okay, are you ready? Um, so, yeah, I'm ready. Ironwood is on point, this finale, <laughs> with his dialogue. That scene with Oscar and him. Uh, at one point, Ironwood says, um, that's easy for you to say. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite part of the finale. <laughs> Dylan, just so we're clear, I actually really like the voice actor. I like this camp. This, this campiness is completely awful, and I that's love it. That's easy for you to say. At least um, they're leaning into it now. Yeah, lean into it. Have fun with it. I don't blame the voice actor for the. the no, terrible. the voice actor is it's, great. It's a bad line read and a bad line, but he was like, must have been told to read it this intensely. Yes. Like, it's. Yes! <laughs> why? Dylan, <laughs> I kind of love it. No, it's. Sure, in a bad way, but it's so bad. It is, but here's the thing, Dylan. I don't care about Ironwood, so I just here's the, okay. It. We got to talk about the before bringing into. We got to bring this in the conversation. Ironwood says, "James, that's what my friends call me. To you, <laughs> it's general." Bam! Shoots him. What? Dylan, Dylan, he has three days. Like he could have just said Ironwood, or like no, this line is one line away. What? Is, what is it, why did he say this before he shot him? Because <laughs> he's dramatic. To you, it's general. Also, why did Oscar let him do this? Oscar's, uh, why did he go down there? He's nothing. He's, he's, uh, like, he's gonna, just gonna get shot. He's just, uh, was, uh, I don't understand what Oscar's doing in this scene. That's true. Oscar Uh, is trying to convince James not to do this. Very bad plan. To do what? (laughs) Very bad plan. To run away? Yeah, also, (laughs) Iron Man didn't do anything. Yeah, like, why is he by the staff? He's waiting for Winter to show up so he can open the door to the staff. But it, like, doesn't happen, though. Like, nothing, No, because nothing... he thinks Winter is showing when Oscar shows up. Yes, they, they and... did establish that in the scene, yeah, that he thinks yeah. it's Winter. But, but, yeah. but... He's gonna raise it's still it, yeah. we know stupid. that, yeah. It's still um, stupid. To you, it's general. So, um, Miles definitely wrote this line. Uh, no, just <laughs> oh, kidding. Uh, so, like, it just, just, the show has a big dialogue problem. Like, honestly, it's not that important to the show. Like, I don't think if you fix the dialogue that the show would suddenly be fixed. But it's just, it's just like, uh, it's like the cherry on top of the mediocreness. Like, I feel like, like this just season constant. in particular, there's been a lot of weird one-liners. Yeah. Like, they no, specifically want the one-liners. It yeah. feels like it, but it feels like they're, it, it, it feels a little, 
Like, before it was just funny every now and then. Now it feels like there's one every single episode or more than one every single episode. They, they have clearly identified this as a positive and are specifically trying to do it every And episode. sometimes I think it works. It's funny. And sometimes I'm just like, wow, I hope this is on purpose. That's easy for you yeah, to say. That is, okay. Yeah, um, is it on purpose? That's the question. Uh, I don't know. Because if that's... it isn't, that's a problem. If it is, keep going with it. You know, it's yeah, your show, whatever. I need to see what the end goal, like the end, like the final form of this is. Uh, yeah, I just want the most flanderized version of Ruby where they're all just spouting cliches every single just line. Just get so yeah. campy. Just and lean into the camp. There. They almost, almost got there. to feel this episode. It's uh, yeah. The, the, we're we're getting there. We're getting um. So the, uh, this other part, yeah. They shoots him and then um. He falls down and then like Ozpin awakes and he activates the Ozpin cane and then he uses this to like blast through the bottom of Atlas. Okay. I okay. think that's what what's happening. Rant. Yeah, I have a rant about this. Okay, Johnny. okay, yeah. Haley, take the take the take your floor. <laughs> floor okay, floor. so we're doing all of this dramatic monologuing's happening. All of this drama. He hits the thing. Whoa! And you think anything's gonna happen no he just falls to the ground like that what do you mean i thought that what was happening was he was like blowing up something in atlas and maybe something was gonna happen related to the satellite or atlas was gonna crash into mantle like i thought some something was happening but he just blew up the floor so he could keep falling that was the whole point and like why would you build this giant tube in the middle of this room i guess leading to nowhere like it was like a ventilation system that was That's enormous yeah ah, i was so annoyed because <laughs> it seemed like it was leading up to something dramatic and then he's like nope i'm gonna be in a ball at the last second and bounce i one well, one I of the big one of the most <laughs> this is one of the most dramatic moments of the episode and it's so oscar crashes through the bottom atlas and then just continues to fall <laughs> and then becomes, and then is in a ball. <laughs> like, I just like I don't know. It, like I understand. I'm on board with the way they cut between stuff at the end of the episode and the way that they're like building, <laughs> dro- building up the intensity. But do something. But then. they're doing like wh- Oscar's not doing anything interesting. He's no. just falling. Who cares? He's just falling. It's, okay. Like I thought he was. I thought what he happened was he like blew up this thing right and then i thought it was going to be it's something very confusing where, right you think it's going to be important. super confusing and i thought it was something related to oh he's you know like is it like he's hurting atlas to save something you know and it's like a weird like oh is he bad or good or whatever you know more of that nonsense but at least that would have been something happening and then we would have had atlas crash in a mantle and be really dramatic and salem would arrive like but None of that happened. He no. just fell. Like, and then my... did a superhero landing. I'm really disappointed because I watched this. And when it first was happening, like in the moment, I thought Oscar was in a dream sequence. And I was like, okay, this is okay. Same. Yes. And then, same. And then it really and then the was just falling. Started. Like, I thought like something was going to happen in Atlas. And like, we were just in his brain for a second. And then it was like, oh, yeah. this is just the sunrise. And I'm like, Oh, that's I like thought a it was, thousand times less interesting. I thought it was going to be something like with the Jin episode where we had that, you know, yeah. it was like a different kind of style almost where we had the yeah. storytelling happening, right? Where we were like in Ozpin's kind of world, like you know? Like we going into like the Avatar, like sort of the Avatar state thing. Exactly, yeah. Ozpin, I like, thought something like, that. and then we would have had him talking to Oscar and all these other people and we learned something. But no, he was just like, oh, pretty sunset. 
Like, I was honestly <laughs> expecting, like, the scene from Avatar where all the old <laughs> Avatars appear to lie and their eyes light up next Especially because when it cues in that, like, oh, here's Oscar or Ospin giving a monologue. Like, you think something's going to happen. And it, like, but feels even- Was he monologuing to Ospin as he was falling the whole time? <laughs> to Oscar, you mean? Oscar, yeah. You know, Oscar he's just, doing, like, a mono- he's doing a monologue buddy. just for Oscar, and uh, <laughs> I was waiting for Oscar to just be like, can you shut up? Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm trying helping. to focus, no, buddy. I think, you, I think you guys are wrong. I think this monologue is just for the audience. I think uh, Uspin is a is an omniscient well, character who knows yeah. this is a television show. Um, no, yeah. Is uh, So he falls, and then the end of this is he... Green ball uh, powers lands on mantle. Ozpin's talking to him. He's back. And Oscar says, how do we save Atlas? Um, so, Haley, I need to know. You, you're the Oscar stan of the three of us. I need <laughs> sure. to, I need a, to know. What what is, no, it's it's true. I need to know what you think of Oscar this episode. The prospects for Rose Garden. Ha- and, uh, any Oscar thoughts? Because clearly people care about Oscar, but I don't. So I need you to represent this. I'll, I'll do my best. Um, I did uh, notice again that I like his outfit this week. Um, so there was that note. <laughs> that was the, the strongest Oscar thoughts I had this week. We're like, oh, yeah, that's a good that's a good costume. Oscar's um, back. Is That's bad, right? He's gonna, Oscar's going to be I subsumed. suppose, you know, I don't know. Is he good? Is he bad? No one knows. It's very vague and confusing. Um, from where did he go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think, okay, let me, let me try and get into the, like, Rose Garden self. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> No, I think is it it's happening just... next season? Call your shot. Are they kissing next season? No, because I think uh, you're it's... hopeful. Okay, if Bumblebee didn't get to kiss in one season, Rose Garden's got to wait five. So no, well they're not. They're gonna wait like no. half a season. Okay, so from okay, because I think <laughs> that it's gonna be like you know, I think I saw someone d- on Discord say like uh, Oscar alone episodes, like Zuko alone. <laughs> We're definitely going to get some separated of that. from the group. He's left exactly. in the mantle, yeah. and they're making him like a bigger deal than he was. Um, and there's definitely going to be like him hanging out with Salem. I'm now concerned that he's going to be the main B plot in the whole show, and we're not going to get much of Team Ruby. Um, oh, like every other season of the show. Yeah, yeah, right. Like he's he's going to take over the show. Um, I don't know. I I I just think like they could have actually done maybe something interesting with him but there was just all these like weird things of him not fighting back against ironwood or really having any impact on anything and just being like i like to hold this cane it gives me comfort like what is his deal i don't know what his deal is because he feels like not a character but also like they want him to be a very important character and it's very confusing certainly important to this finale (laughs) Yes. He, he, what did he do? Did he do anything? But he broke the thing, through yeah, he uh, the bottom of Atlas. And All he did was lose the lamp. He did lose yeah, the lamp. Yeah, he lost uh, the lamp. My, my interpretation is that uh, Ozpin was back that activated the cane, and all of this was like Ozpin powers. Like, it could have been yes. his semblance, Oscar's semblance, but I interpreted it not as his semblance, any of this, just as Ozpin powers. No, because he yes. said, like, oh, that was you, you know? Yeah, like, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so I just I think Oscar's activating the Avatar state, literally. Basically, yeah. But Oscar's yeah, definitely that. Avatar, and, you know, Roku would take uh, over Aang in this case. I almost yeah. was, I was almost insulted that 
Oscar's thing was essentially literally Steven's like ball that he makes, yep. a shield ball. <laughs> That's what that reminded me of. It's green like, instead of pink. Like, what is power? Yeah. But I think it's just going to add a whole other layer to Rose Garden. You know, they're going to be like. The tragicness continues. Ozpin is back. Tragic. Because they had that one weird throwaway scene of them being weird and awkward with each other for no reason and was never paid off because they didn't have a Neo scene. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah, um, it was implied Neo scene. <laughs> I guess so. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's that's good Oscar discourse. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, our favorite Oscar going forward. Uh, other, other, okay, so then we get the ending stuff, and there's like this montage, um, this Ozpin monologue, and then there's the, the song Until the End, um, which I, I really, I, waiting for the soundtrack again, soundtrack wait, that's what the hiatus means. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Casey Around sang you. and, and wrote this song. I think it was really great. Um, and, uh, yeah, June, oh God. Um, and, but yeah, this is, this is good. We'll talk about the ending song later. Uh, first thing, winter, uh, with her hair is with her hair. Oh, so yes. Good. Oh my God. What yeah. What look. are the thoughts? Thoughts on that? Great look. Yes. Why is this always a thing? Yes, I was wondering okay. this. Like, <laughs> it seems to be a it's a, trope, a thing right? like, in shows. Like, yeah, Katara it's quite with her a trope. We're in the I'm North like, Pole. Oh, Katara with her hair down. Yeah. With her hair down? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but it's like I know a lot of people who wear their hair down every day. Like, and it it's not a. Uh, a thing where you walk in get, and work and like, oh my god, your hair's down. I guess if you don't normally wear your hair down in a fantasy show when your hair comes I down, guess that's a big deal. It's just, it's an interesting, like, from like a psychological state, it's an interesting visceral reaction we all seem to have to it, and also, I'm genuinely curious about it. It's like, it also is naturally ruffled because it's like been tied up for so long, so yes. like, it's just, it has this very good aesthetic to it, even though it's what Winter's losing. Yeah, You are, it, you are into it, Maddie. I am very into this hair. People are into it. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. I was I was watching it and I literally said, "Oh, her hair got down." And the person I was watching was like, "What? I miss? Uh, wait, what?" And they rewound and they're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> it's, it's incredible." Important part. Yeah. It was. They all have this great hair that they're hiding in buns. Like, let it loose, guys. Let it loose. Yeah. Let it loose. Okay, that's good. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand the winter hype to a certain extent, but uh, well, I mean, winter's yeah. not like that great in this. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, in a more less substantial way, but uh, oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. No, I get it. Give give me Sun or Blake, you know, that's more. (laughs) This is this is totally. I think we're on the same page, Dylan, but this is like hair is hair, and it's really good hair. (laughs) I also really like how she just like like sells out uh, Weiss and them so fast. Yeah. Like she's like, I'll give you a head start, but like you could just not say anything, Winter. Come on. Are you yeah, that I mean, I think, you know, agent? I think much, much like Clover, she is being very loyal to Ironwood. Yeah. Like, gosh. Sad. Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, ang- angry Cinder outside the city. Um, With her j- fire shoes. And then later, Neo presents the lamp to her. We talked about okay. that. Yeah. Um, Blake and Yang. Blake and First Yang. We're there. Look at each other for <laughs> two, two seconds on the ship and that's it. And yep. then stand on opposite sides of the ship. Yep. And then stand on. They do then stand on opposite sides of the ship. Okay. Yep. Continuing on. Uh, Crow. Okay. Better. <laughs> Even more inflammatory. Crow looks at, <laughs> down at Clover's bloody, bloody pin. I forgot. I forgot. Oh my god. They're just looks trying to rub it. Looks down at Clover's bloody pin, and Robin comforts him, sp- potentially sparking a romance. <laughs> if, this, Dylan, if this happened, Dylan. If they get romantically involved, how awful is this on a scale from like 10 to like 
10 million. It's it's honestly hilarious in how hateful it is. Yeah, this feels actually hateful. <laughs> I don't I I think I think they were doing that, but I I mean, apparently they weren't doing romance with Colin Clover, so who knows? Um <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, like Crow's what? like, I'm gonna go kill Ironwood. No, that's not a part of this finale. Um and oh. uh what was the point of the cl- I don't know. It's just it wasn't super relevant to the finale, what happened like, last episode. Dylan, I would be not okay. I would be able to handle Crow having like Clover's pin if like last episode didn't happen the way it did. We've talked about Yeah, it's that. like yeah, you yeah. killed him, buddy, for being an idiot. Yeah. Like <laughs> you basically killed him, yeah. Yeah. Um, he was mad about it. Um, so but that's like, where Crow that's He just Crow didn't need to kill him. He could have just period instead. Crow is in maximum pain is what we're getting from the finale. So that's fun. You know, got to yeah, keep your characters in constant pain. That's, that's yeah. how it works. Constant pain and constantly revert, and re- like revert their character arcs. Reverting back. Yeah. Maybe yeah. eventually yeah. he'll turn yeah. the corner. Not now though. Um, and we mentioned this, but uh, Pen- yeah, Penny goes with them and then Ruby and Weiss lean in on her. And um, in the ship, and the ship was launched, is what I'll yeah, say. Yeah, that was yeah. incredible. Is that the yeah. screen <laughs> for this podcast, Dylan? <laughs> I think so, yeah. There's also, like, a, I took a funny one of uh, Ruby. It looks sexual, Ruby looking over at the two of them. So that's <laughs> what we're going with. Uh, okay. Out of context. It is from the show, but it's, like, clearly yeah, not yeah, intended yeah. to be like that. But <laughs> yeah. It's her half blinking, but, it, yeah, it's good, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, uh, please um, po- come to Discord and post any OT3 White Rose plus Penny Fix you find in the offseason. I will read them. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I do now, apparently, because this is incredible. I didn't know I wanted this until the moment it was on screen. Right? Isn't it the best thing? Is the like, best part of the finale. It, like, it clicked. It happened. And I was like, oh, I want this now. Like, it's like, oh, wait, wait. Nuts and Dolts, White Rose, they're both good. Wait, what if? What? Why not both? <laughs> <laughs> Ruby has two hands. Ruby has two hands. It's perfect. The show, the great. But somehow Penny was in the middle and it made it even better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, cause they got that di- mother hen dynamic. Yeah. Potentially problematic. I don't know. How old's Penny? We'll Unclear. But, but the fact uh, that White cares for Penny is now in play. And that's yeah. good. White also cares about Penny, which I think checks out. White is going to care about anyone that Ruby cares about. Yeah. It's great. Um, overall, this was a very disappointing season for White Rose. Uh, <laughs> after last season was shockingly, like, had a lot of moments with them. Uh, this is, oh, this is, wait, but overall, if you had to pick two of the four Team Ruby who were most relevant this season, I think you'd probably say Ruby and Weiss. And yet, there's, like, no know. moments with the two of them. I mean, overall, Ruby, the whole Team Ruby was underplayed, but Weiss had the dad stuff and the mansion stuff, and Ruby in the True. beginning was the team leader, but, uh, none of it culminates into White Rose. That's I just, okay. You just said this, Dylan, and again, I can't believe we had another season where Team Ruby just don't. They re- this this season especially they re- I think last season they were very relevant. That's because and I think we talked. I talked about this in another ep- another podcast where it's just they were important because they were the only characters. Yeah, we had a mm-hmm. lot less characters, a lot less going on. Team Ruby is more relevant this season. Um, I mean, it's evidenced by the finale of the season. They are not main characters. The main characters are yeah. Oscar. And Penny. And, and, and maybe even like, Winter and Neo, like they're yeah. all main characters. And then Cinder, like none of Team Ruby is important here. Like, and if you if you want to like extend that to say like, oh, episode twelve and thirteen are kind of like a combined finale, which I don't They're still great. minor players, right? Yeah, like, no, they're, they're still, still they have the yeah. most like they have the least mattering fight of the everybody. Like all the other fights at least have something emotional or something plot it, relevant. It feels happens. like it does feel like shoehorned in. Like I do think it was the best fight, but like personally, but 
it feels and, like they just are yeah. making excuses to give Team Ruby screen time this season when mm-hmm. it's like, why don't you just write the show where they're the main characters? Like, they clearly don't want to do that. I think I know what you're getting at now, Dylan. Like, I agree that the Ruby versus Aesop's fight is, like, the best animated, but, like, I just think the other fights that have happened are much more... It has. The, I definitely think is the less plot irrelevance. So yeah. Yeah. Like the, yeah. Yeah. And I think in a fight, I like I like fights that are more. Yeah, I, I think like it's fair. Things. I think it's fair. I think we talked about yeah. that. I think I think both sides are, are fair on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. There sorry, are a lot sorry. of a lot of good I, fights in the last yeah. few episodes. I will say that. Yeah. The, yeah. Which is which is good. And I was and shocked that the Ironwood fight was like actually an interesting fight to watch. Like in terms of play, that one was three two episodes ago too. That was in, yeah. So that yeah. was uh, um, a lot. I, yeah. I mean, look, we're I, I'm disappointed by a lot this season, but the last three episodes had. Like two the the Ironwood fight, the fight outside, really distinct type of fights. Then the Ruby fight was like a classic, um, like type of fight for this show. A lot of like different type of great fights. Yeah, um, it, it, and that's it, a big I part think of the impressive. show. Like I think we've been complaining, but I think the animation team has just stepped it up so much for fights this season. There were some incredible mm-hmm. fights that I think yeah, were. This, this is the best uh, produced season of the show for sure. Yes, I think that these fights, I think they're on the level of the Adam Gang Blake fight in terms of like production. I just don't think they hit the emotional highs of that fight. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, I think that fight is is um, yeah, I like the the Ruby fight technically more, but the, I would prefer the the Adam fight just because of yeah. like what the, what the, they did. Plot the gang. Was. Yeah, the gang. The gang. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, okay, rest of this. Uh, Lamp. Wow. Okay. Okay. We've arrived at my favorite part of the film. Yes. (laughs) Doctor Watts is is alive. He's back, and he's out for blood. They could have even made that credit scene. You know, (laughs) right? Like, what? This is this is classic end credits material. Why are we showing? Why are we showing? (laughs) You know, just cut it out. It's fine. We we didn't even overwork anyone. Just put. There's no Terry. Yeah. Uh, Maddie, please um, talk about how much you miss Terry in this episode. I am so mad, Dylan. We have another, at least a whole other season with Terry that exists now in the world. They've this. Dylan. Never go away. And somehow. Well, Watts, too. I, like, people, he's, he's maybe in jail. I guess that's what happened. I but yes. But, like, Watts is also in play. Oh, God. I kind of just liked Watts being dead. What do you mean, kind of? Def- definitely. <laughs> no, that was his preferred place. His, we, his preferred state of being for all everyone but him is dead. Yeah. Inclu- probably including Tyrion. So honestly, And Salem. <laughs> she's done with him. Salem. I, I still can't get over that Salem's plan was that they're so stupid and she's just going to come in with a whale. Um, yeah, that seems like that was her plan. Gotta say, uh, made more sense than the season revolving around. Tyrion and Watts, so that is satisfying, I guess. But yeah, come I'ma bring my big whale like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my two stupidest operatives in as a distraction. Dylan, does this matter? Okay, let's say the season happened completely different and like Tyrion and Watts were good. Would it change if Salem still arrived with a giant whale? They're good characters and like they're interesting. Yeah. And then I, um it would have been better. Yeah, the problem is that we spent our most of our time with them this season. Yeah. So yeah, it does matter if they're good characters. Like it might have been frustrating. It's like, oh, we're subverting all this. What I liked what we were doing, but it would have been preferable to what we had because we spent ten episodes with yeah. these uninteresting characters yeah. doing what Salem, what whoever said that, where it's like, yeah, that was pointless. In but show, Salem said it in show. Exactly. Yeah, I can't it's like get over that. Like I can't get over I the know, fact it was that amazing. 
I came to the fact that I had a rant about how awful they were, how stupid what they were. And the show turned around and said, yes, yeah, you're supposed to right, like that. And I'm like, what? Uh... We're doing this on purpose? It's like it's like 50% of the way there to like a really good twist, but they're just missing the fact that you have to tell a, a good show around the yeah. twist. Like yeah. it's like they wrote the season around this twist, it seems like looking back. And it's yeah. like it is a good twist. It did like what surprise kind of us. Twist? And it's based on our expectations. Like it does all the good things that I like about a twist, but 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 if you <laughs> what, what, what comes character. before the twist and after the twist has to be interesting. Like that's kind of the key point. Like uh the twist hinges on the fact that we have to watch two really stupid characters do stuff while you're pretending to tell the show that they're really smart. Yeah. 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 Um, but don't worry. Dr. Watts is alive. Oh, bless. Oh, <laughs> so concerned bless. about that. Praying oh. hands emoji, hundred emoji, cry emoji. Dr. Watts is alive. Hashtag. Um, what was my hashtag from before? <laughs> <laughs> no clue. The uh the lamp lamp is a cancel the lamp. Hashtag cancel the lamp. That please tweet that. Okay. Um <laughs> what else we the uh, uh yeah, okay. That la, la, okay, we talked about everything now. Then Salem's on top of the YL. Yep. Yep. And the end credit song is Fear. Yes. Shocking title to the end credit song. Oh. As we skip through like, oh, what's it gonna be? What's, what's the end credit? And then, and then it's and then it is a tribute to Monty, which was yes. great. Um, mm-hmm. with like a whale, I think on it. I think it was like a little whale. On yeah, it. Um, yeah, it was cute. But was like that a Monty idea, like it's, it seems right. Um, the whale. So glad we're bringing the whale in finally. But then, yeah, yeah. we could have had that and then credit scene. I think yeah. we could have done both. Yeah, um, you're right. But let's just put the doc. Uh, honestly, the like scene. if you put Doctor Watts at the end, we come on this podcast and we're like, I can't believe how stupid this end credit scene is. <laughs> but we're true. like much happier because we're entertained by how stupid it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's like interspersed with like actual characters that matter, and I'm just like, why did you put this here? <laughs> this doesn't matter. Like, you have to you have to tell us he's alive if you're gonna bring it back, I guess. But you could have also made it surprise. I don't know. Um, yeah, that is that was my favorite part of the finale, in that it was the most baffling, stupid part of the finale. Also, yeah. Oscar falling the entire time. Um, I really wish that was a dream sequence and not like actually happening, but it was. I do like the idea of he's falling, and as he's falling, he sees all the past Ospins. I, I think that's, that's that would have been it's a missed opportunity, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been cool. Okay, um, we this have some time. we have some business to get to, but final thoughts on this <laughs> finale proper, Haley. Okay. <sighs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it suffers from this whole season where. It was, frankly, just a directionless jumble of nonsense with them trying to be like, ooh, look at this cool twist. And they're like, what are you talking about? There was nothing leading up to this and no payoff. Um, And I think that this finale, well, the last couple episodes have been like seemingly seem like they should be good. But then you're always just like, what is happening? Like, what is the point of any of this? So there's a couple great moments you know like like all these fights that were happening and all these moments and everything and i personally at least i i want to be invested in it but then it's just like what is happening no one knows what's happening the writers don't know what's happening and <laughs> clearly because they halfway through this or near three three quarters in the season are like yeah whatever that didn't matter um yeah so i don't know i have zero clue what's coming next because it seems like whenever we predict something it's the complete 
opposite of that somehow. Well, because we predict good things. I guess so. (laughs) Like actually having our main characters uh, participate in the plot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There's, I don't know. I don't know where we're going or what's up, yeah. what's down. But it's kind of exciting not knowing where we're going. You know, it is. It's, it's in a, a way, in a, in a, to, in, in a, a certain, a certain way of looking at it. But there's a lot of potential. You know, potential. we can only go as, all, as always, a lot of potential. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you, Haley. Maddie, oh. tell final thoughts on this episode. Uh, we can have a little Team Ruby for it as a treat, and that's it. That's kind and, of what happened, yeah. Yeah, that's all it is. It, I, Dylan, we talked about everything. I'm just waiting for the next part. Like, oh, yeah, next part. We have a lot to get to. Uh, I, I don't. This well, is not the end Really of the quickly, podcast. I will say, just because I want to make sure we've been negative for a while, the production, again, was really good. The music oh, was really good. I just have some beef with the story that we're going to get to. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I want to echo gorgeous like finale. Like my satellite. God. Uh, the, oh yeah. Okay. We'll get. Okay. We'll get, pause this. We'll get back to suddenly saying. Um, the <laughs> truly, truly the the greatest snub of this whole season. Okay. Yeah. Think. Think about. I'm. I'm coming back too soon for the satellite okay. rant. So start thinking about that. The. Uh, the. Yeah. The. The ice. The scene with Penny and Freya and the ice uh, on my TV was just like amazing. Like I rewatched that. I was like, wow. Like. This is honestly one of the most gorgeous things I've seen, like, in a, in a few months. I think it's like, just the totally. CG show that might be being made. Like, it's just so pretty. It, yeah. Like, the the it's it, it, this whole season was just gorgeous. We talked about that in the beginning. The music, I think, this this episode in particular, I really liked. Um, this Of course, Ruby's always scared with the music. Um, this is a fine episode. Um, volumes, I want to take this time to talk about Volume 7 overall because... I think this makes six episodes. You can count this episode as like six pretty good episodes out of um, maybe that's six or seven out of 13. That's like half. That's way more than we're used to with Ruby. So this was like a pretty frustrating season for me personally. And like there will be ramifications with me in the show as we'll get to later. But like like uh, the experience of watching it was, I think, worse than the season is as a whole. Because I do Mm -hmm. think the half of these episodes are genuinely pretty good. That in its of itself, I do think makes this the second best season. I think it's like it's okay. clearly worse than Volume Six for me, but um, I would put it above that like large group of whatever you want to put third out of all the non-Volume Four seasons. After that, is fine. Um, I, I think the season has good episodes. It's just it's just maybe the most frustrating season behind Volume Four of the show. Like maybe even more so because Four oh, is God. what it was. Like at least it is what it was this season. It had specific frustrations. Yeah, so. like, season four is frustrating, but this is, like, but season four also had, like, production, like, there were other, like, real-life problems with it. This was just so well made, and then at the same time, it's like, why did you do this? And on follow which, which we're getting season, to. Which we're, and, and, and it's the follow-up to the best season of the show, and they added writers who were, like, good writers. And yeah. It's, and it's, like, still, like, like what a happened? fair amount worse, and... And the reason it is worse is because of, okay, well, okay, I'll pause that. But it's 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 not like the specific writing of the seasons. I don't it's think that over, anybody's it's, like it's the overall vision. Say, it's the overall vision. I think is is what like last season had a better vision than this season. They just want to do different types of things with the show. They're more successful at certain types of things than others. Okay, first thing post post episode overall Bumblebee. We haven't talked about Bumblebee yet. <laughs> I've been saying all season. Bumblebee doesn't kiss this season. I'm gonna be so mad. They did not kiss this episode. Not only did they not kiss, they yeah. didn't interact. They didn't really. they interact at, at all. Other. 
Um, so um, here's my, I always try to present the side of the show. Like what, what is, what are the people making the show thinking? My guess is that this is viewed as a two part season. And so it's like, okay, you obviously have to culminate Bumblebee after the thing they did with Adam in volume six, but this is a two part season. So you do it at the end of the volume eight, I guess. That's probably what they're thinking. Uh, probably Bumblebee will kiss next season. I don't know. I've been saying this so long. Like who? Can't, <laughs> yeah, it's I like no pointless now. But it is. It's point. I honestly feel just so checked out and pointless with it. But um. But that's that's. I. It's it, it, invalid because we watch the show year to year, season to yep. season. They call this a season, so it's just it's the biggest thing. Maybe the biggest thing wrong with Ruby is how they treat the seasons. But and they make the um, same promises every year. And, and this is, uh, so it's, it's, it's to, relevant to us. It's, it's, uh, invalid, the logic behind what's happening. So what they did with Bumblebee this season is just, um, like they had a lot of great moments. They it, very clearly romantic build up with them and we're continuing to put it off. We shouldn't be surprised considering this is the show is coming from the person that said Korosami was uh, not built up enough in, in, and, you know, so, uh, it's it's like they're gonna maybe put this off even longer i don't know but the culminated ren and nora sure. culminated ren and nora compared it to bumblebee had very explicit bumblebee romantic moments didn't i don't need i don't need them to kiss specifically like they need to kiss or say they love each other or come out like one of like, those things talk right? like, a bit more talk about it their feelings um just baffling from like a story perspective that it didn't happen this season i strongly think that i know some people are like I understand it from a social perspective why you'd be mad, but it makes sense story-wise. I d- vehemently disagree with that. I think it doesn't make sense story-wise what they're doing with the two of them. You're mm-hmm. just pushing off this plot. I will say it doesn't – it's not special in a show that frequently makes overall plot decisions season to season, which don't make sense. Like they write off characters. They bring back characters. Like it's a very non-traditional show in that regard. So it's a little expected, but I don't think this is like coherent narrative um and then also there's the queer baiting aspect which we talked last last episode last week about crone clover which i i think we we recorded that we recorded these podcasts very soon after the episodes i think i was like not even harsh enough on that at the time um i think that was like clearly queer baiting what they did with crone clover and they also fridged clover and it's like just a very bad look for the first possible male male ship that they presented in the show fans extremely upset this is the maybe the biggest backlash i've ever seen from ruby fans um which is appropriate, I think, considering what they did. I do think Bumblebee is also queer baiting what we did with them. It's not yep. super important to me that term, like, but the more the bigger thing is that they're stringing fans, Bumblebee fans, along. Like, and I love the voice actors of the show, but Barbara, this hyping up the season, said a few times the big question this season is, will they kiss? Like, I think <laughs> that's a direct quote from her, and it is genuinely hard for me to understand why she or anyone on the crew was saying that when they did not kiss this season. Um, because it gives the, the, the queer fans of uh, the expectation and in general fans that love Bumblebee, but specifically queer fans who want to see themselves represented in Bumblebee, the expectation that this is going to culminate this year. Um, and it, and it not only did it not happen, but it's like, it's, it's like, it clearly didn't like, unless something got cut, I, I don't understand why anyone approached it this way. The the everyone involved in the show is constantly baiting with Bumblebee. It's it, it's it's also Clone Crover as well. Like the official accounts did that. That's undeniable. It's like a magnitude greater in terms of like frequency with Bumblebee as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's extremely frustrating. Yes, they could still culminate it next season, but they just, it, they got us again. Like, yeah, we are being takes- queer baited. We are being queer baited with, with so many aspects of the show now. And they need obviously a complete overhaul of how they're handling interacting mm-hmm. with fans. But and- in general, with the story, like, why, why didn't mm-hmm. they do this? Yeah. Haley, you're a big I- Bumblebee fan. How do you feel uh, after the season? Well, it just, it's, I think frustrating is the most appropriate word for it because it's frustrating on a level of like, you want them to be in a relationship, but it's also stifling these characters growth and their emotions. Like we're not hearing from them, which is really annoying when they're two of the supposedly main characters. Um, And I think that's reflecting a bigger issue. And then it just, it just undermines their whole like story and the things that the writers have been writing and making them do. And, and like, you know, all those scenes at the beginning of the season, like why as a writer, would you do that? If you're like, it's not going to pay off. And maybe they're thinking, Oh, because we got to build it up, you know, and it's going to be four seasons before anything happens. And by that point, no one's going to care. It's like, okay, we've moved on as an audience, you know, like clearly you're not going to do anything or you're going to do it right at the last minute. It's not going to mean anything. And it's just really annoying, <laughs> frankly. And, and yeah, frustrating where I'm just like, okay, I'm not even going to ship them anymore. Cause it's like when it happens, are you out happens, on Bumblebee? No, I'm not out. Okay. I'm not out. You're, on just, you're out on actively shipping. It. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's just like, I'm it's, out on, yeah. it's a waste of energy, honestly. Yep. That's absolutely fair. You know, like, it's just like, Oh yeah, it'd be great. But there it's like, maybe it'll happen. Like, I do think it'll happen. Yeah, it's going to happen at some point. But it's it's a complete waste of energy trying to speculate when or reading into anything because clearly the writers don't... They're not good at, like, building tension, you know, and, and, and releasing that in, in moments, you know? They just kind of drag things out. Like, how how far can we pull this elastic before it breaks? Like, they're not going to do anything, and it's so frustrating. And I'm just ready to move on to something else. So I think mo- moving on seems good. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, I think I think your last point is good. Uh, one of the biggest points, of course, with Bumblebee is there's nothing keeping them apart at this point. Yep. They yeah. worked through the, all of their tensions last season. Exactly. And this season, there was no obstacles. They're Why just happily flirting the entire time. The only thing, like I said this season, the only thing I could think of that was keeping them apart was like, did they have a minute to breathe? But there was an episode early on this Literally season about where, they had a, yep. where they had a montage of things they were doing in their spare they time. They went out dancing. They went out dancing off screen. There's just really... <sighs> Just, there's, it, it's frustrating Gosh. from a narrative perspective because there's no reason they're not together. Yeah, yet. and, we, and, 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 and if there is, and if there is a reason that's intended, they haven't yes. presented it to us. Yeah, and it's also, I like I said, I think it's reflecting a much bigger issue where they've decided this season, okay, screw our main characters, we're going to focus on this silly Watts and Tyrion storyline that the twist is it doesn't matter, and just completely sideline our main characters so that we don't get to see them at all, and. It's it's causing the show to suffer, you know. Yeah, uh, Maddie Bumblebee thoughts. You said it all. I, <laughs> I, I. Are you saving I, your energy? For out. Your <laughs> energy. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. It's not worth. I the don't effort. know. I'm still. I'm still too invested in them. Honestly, like it's. It's. Uh, but yeah. Uh, the it's it's it was just really badly handled. Like watching the season back, it's gonna be like Bumblebee amazing. Like. Top, doing like a line chart or something like top top of the chart top of the chart then it just completely falls off and like they disappeared after. and then they just like <laughs> like why 
Like they turned against the rest of the team and they turned against Ironwood to talk to Robin. That didn't become anything. Yeah, it had a small consequence and part of a larger consequence. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, I mean, we've been talking about it all season. Like it feels not enough, but I'm going to open the door for a Bumblebee podcast later uh, if someone wants to host that, not me, but uh, too good, too done. So, (laughs) yeah. uh, yeah, we're we're frustrated. Okay, what else? So, and are there any further thoughts on the Crow and Clover stuff? Because I do, like I said, I think this is like the biggest backlash I've ever seen from the fandom, and I yeah, think it's deserved because they've really uh, done the 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 MLM fans of the show like horrid um, with this, and um, people I, are really upset. Yeah. I yelled a lot last week. Like I will cite yeah. the yelling I did last week, yeah. and I think that now it's just worse with the context of this like this episode they made it worse somehow previously on the overly animated (laughs) podcast uh so there's no way they don't uh, have after this week with crow and clover they don't have bumblebee kiss right yeah okay yeah they did no they didn't and (laughs) And they made it worse they made it worse because they i remember seeing some people in the Ruby crew saying like they weren't intending it as relationshipy as people read it, which is fair. But, but don't make him hold his bloody we, we, we badge a, at the end. I think like, we I on. think we expressed why that's not a defense for what last podcast. I don't want to go into all of yeah. what we yeah. said last podcast. But the fact is, this episode, they very much hammered in that Crow has a very deep emotional connection to Clover. Yeah. yeah. After yep, he's yep. dead. That's in the episode. Yeah, it somehow got worse. Yeah. It got worse. And, I, and they, probably they're intending it not romantically, but also like take a step back and like mm-hmm. you look have at, look at look at your show right through now. a slightly non-hetero lens, quoting yeah. the famous Frank and it's got like look at like slightly try to see what people are seeing in this. Yeah. Yes. They, I think it also I, I think this is a uh uh, an issue that showrunners seem to be having lately, um, citing the end of Game of Thrones, where there's a whole idea of just like, oh, you know, like, let's shock for the sake of shock, in a way. And basically, it's something that is that still is driving me insane about the whole Clover thing is that it's, uh, okay, not really spoilers, but where um, one of the showrunners from Game of Thrones was like, Oh, Daenerys forgot that there was this big weapon that could hurt something. And it's like, she didn't forget, you idiots. Like, you decided that that was going to be the storyline. And it's the same thing where it's like, okay, why on earth would Crow ever think that I will side with Tyrion who might murder my friend? Like, it it's it's clearly just being manufactured by the writers to be the way they wanted it to be. You know, like, they saw this end result and were like, okay, how do we get there? And we're going to not think about the characters or their growth or anything. We're just going to get to that point in the quickest way we can. And it's so apparent. And I think that is, at least from my perspective, I think adding to the frustration about this event. I I really love that comparison to uh, the logic lapses in last week's episode uh, to the second last episode with Daenerys in in Game of Thrones. She's like, oh, she forgot about the arrows. And in general, just the logic of what she did. Like, it's like, this really doesn't make sense. I guess it's what you're presenting. Yeah, you wanted this to be the end, so it's the end. And and it makes sense as an end to her arc. 
and it makes sense as an end to the arc of Clover and Crow. That's true. The endpoints do check out. It's yeah, just yes. like you just went, no you just made crazy logic leaps to get there. Yeah, it's really unsatisfying. Watch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, like there is even, a way they could have gotten to that point. You know, it would have yeah. been not positive, but it would have, they could have gotten there somehow. They yeah. could have talked more about everything, but. And we could have done this did. emotional thing with Crow and Clover without Clover dying specifically. Exactly. And just but that's a whole other baby. thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, this will be fun to watch in the fandom. I think we're going to see a blog post on Rooster Teeth. Like, I think it's going to be an official response we're going to see to this. Um, and they actually have to be, they're actually going to be held accountable for once. So I'm, I'm interested in what's going to happen. That's, it's actually pretty, so people are doing good work by being outraged about this. I will say, I think it's, I think it matters. Um, Maddie, it is time to talk about May. If you, if you okay. so like, <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been literally building up to this all season, Dylan. You've, I've been hinting at it. And by hinting at it, I mean saying it's a time you've yet. You've been, you've been punting it every, I've yeah, been punting so. because I didn't believe they'd do anything with it. But I was giving them the benefit of the doubt and saying, hey, I won't yell at you until it's over. And now it's over. And hey, Rooster Teeth, this might be one of the worst things you've ever done. This is not representation. This is honestly awful. You relegated not only a trans character, but a real life trans person to being like, hey, I'm going to champion this thing by myself. And the rest of the crew was just like, let's not even talk about it on like our main feed. They wasn't talked about like by the crew. It was talked about by the voice actress who was just like by herself standing in this ocean of transphobia as people attack her. And like, I'm not saying that she it didn't get positive. It's just like, it's dangerous to leave a trans woman out to out to dry like that. And I'm furious about that because she's a real person and she had to stand there alone and say May is trans. And then the show didn't like stand by her in that. And that's frustrating. And on top of that, May's transness is intrinsically important to the themes of this season. And it's so stupid that she stands five feet away from Penny which I've yelled about before, and they don't even talk. And there's or have this, her ever show up again. <laughs> May doesn't need to show up again, but it feels like the biggest missed shot ever to have Penny, the character who struggles with feeling like a real person, in a way that you can relate transness to a cis audience. And you have this way to reach out and make people understand the struggle of trans people in a way that's not trans explicitly through the lens of a trans person in world, and you just threw it away. And I can't express how frustrating it is to be like, it's hard to explain to cis people what being trans feels like. Penny is a trans girl in everything but, like, exactly being, having, like, this specifically male upbringing she did not have a feminine upbringing she had a robot upbringing she had an upbringing where she was not able to be herself and i am straight up calling rooster teeth cowards for not drawing this parallel more because it's clearly the text of the season yeah I no, it's, did, it's did they think though. about it? Like, like I, I'm genuinely skeptical if they would have understood that. That's the text. Like the they made the, this like. 
How did they? I think they had a fear like, monologue instead. On one hand, you're saying it's, it's baffling that they would do this, but also there's so many baffling things. Like, <laughs> I want to talk to them and see if they knew this was happening. And I would not be surprised if they didn't. And I'm like, you literally put in this very nuanced and very well made metaphor for transgenderism. And you said, hey, let's put a trans character right next to this metaphorical person or allegory or whatever. And you're just like, no, let's not. And then on top of that, you said, no, let's not make her trans in show, which means it's not rep. It's not a yeah. real, like, this is not rep in any real way. Like, trans people can just be trans without having that be part of the story or part of their story in the show or in the plot. But she doesn't say it. It's never acknowledged. And so she's not a trans woman. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's similarly baffling that they wouldn't know this to uh, not understanding Crow and Clover were being romantic. Like, yeah. uh, like Bumblebee is frustrating, but at least they like, didn't try to actively do it. Like, it was like... Bum- they, they're, they, they, they're doing romance with Bumblebee. They're just extending it. Like, yeah, they're, they're purposely like, extending it. But yeah. Crow and Clover, they purposely did this. Apparently they, they didn't know that it was true, yeah. right? Like that, similar to the main thing. I, yeah. I, I love, I love your point about, um, like I am so bad. Like and this is just even more intrinsically confusing because it's the theme of one of your, like the themes of the season. Like one of the themes of the season is Petty trying to come to terms with herself. And she has this conversation with like multiple characters, including Winter about how she doesn't feel real. And how do they do this? Yeah. Um, how do they do this? And like, how can I look at this and say whether you meant it or not, this isn't actively transphobic because you just actively pushed it to the side. It's like someone realized they made a trans story and said, whoa, we can't do that explicitly. And they cut all the gender stuff. Because Penny went from being like, I don't feel like a real girl to being, I don't feel like a real human, which are very different struggles honestly like i think penny knew she was real in season one she knew she was a person but she didn't know if she qualified as a certain category of person and they changed it they changed it for these season which is fine your characters are allowed to grow and change how they feel but it just feels like such a targeted change to attack the queerness of it yeah, um, I, I loved your point about how this would have been a great way to dem- demonstrate this theme to to cis audiences. Yeah, I think, I, it's it, it's like it is really right there, and it's crazy they didn't connect the themes um, it, remote. They didn't do any like at all. It, it's uh, it, it, that's like honestly, don't that's my most frustrating part. Like you can reach out to cis audiences with this. It's so easy. It's a five. It only needed to be like thirty seconds long. You could just have yeah. May like say something to her. And then Penny, think on it. That's all I'm asking for, for the listeners here. I'm not asking for May to be a major character. I'm not asking for May to do a lot. I'm asking for May to exist and to acknowledge that her story that happened off screen, which is fine. That's allowed. That's, I'm not mad about that. What I'm mad about is that her story, her struggles directly mirror Penny's. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Ruby has like such a deferential fan base and such a large fan base that it would have legitimately made a difference. Like yes. the show needs to do things like this. Like they have a big platform to like this make would, a difference to these, because, these people. Especially when this fandom has such a large overlap with the anime community. I'm not going to say the slurs that the anime community has for trans people, but they're re- it's really prevalent. 
it's really prevalent in anime fans and the anime like anime like production. I'm not saying I'm not going to argue about Ruby is anime, but it shares a big fandom with them, and it's just they had this moment to really explicitly say, "Hey, if you're feeling this way for Penny and you think she's real, why isn't May a real girl too?" And that is just so frustrating. Yeah, because they just threw that chance away, and it's gone now. It's not there anymore. It's you missed your chance to do it, and it's like this was a show I was not expecting it in in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah, and they were an inch away from doing one of the best representation things I've seen in like a long time for this. Yeah, uh, it feels like it's, and it feels like that it's just us interpreting it like a feel, but it like it's just because they sometimes are unaware of the effects of yes. the narrative, I guess. Um, yeah, maybe part two in Atlas, maybe they could do, st- still do something, who knows, but um, it, it, I, I, it, would, it would be great if people were talking about this the same way they're talking about. But because the Dylan, they're not, because the crew has not acknowledged it. Only yeah. the actress has. And yeah. that's frustrating too. It's yeah. like, maybe the actress just like, went a little early on this reveal and they're going to do it next season, but it really just feels like they're ignoring it. And that's also insulting. I'd be shocked if they did it next. No, season, knowing, I knowing would. Too. Show, right. Like, this is, this but like and if they don't do it next season, why did they at least pretend to care about it on Twitter? Like, it's like <laughs> they clearly don't care about this queer stuff in any way, shape or form. It's like different sides of, uh, the way they handle stuff on social media being, uh, yeah, it's really it's insulting that like yeah, Crow okay. and Clover flirting, which they definitely put on Twitter, doesn't gets gets yes. spotlight. But just the fact that May exists does not. It's inter- yeah, that's really interesting how we're complaining about how they spotlighted Crow and Clover so much, given where they went. But it's also equally frustrating that they did that but did nothing for for May. Literally it's an interesting nothing. Point. It's interesting like I'm point. not I'm not like exaggerating when I say the only real tweet about it is from the yeah. voice actress, and yeah, she is absolutely. left alone on Twitter to deal with anybody who's mean. And let me tell you, people were were mean. It might not have been the overwhelming thing, but I can guarantee you that she got death threats in her DMs. Like there's no way she did not. That just happens yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's great stuff. Hopefully more people talking about this and I'm, I'm glad we've, that yeah. you've been spotlighting this all season. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's gone. I, I got it out of me, Dylan. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, I have like lifted the weight off my shoulders for the last like 10 weeks and said, okay. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's going to stick. Like the way <laughs> Ruby, there's no way Ruby feels. Uh, no, no, no. No lifted. one's going like... to care about this rant, Dylan, but it's, like I'm mad about this and people are gonna be like, I'm unreasonable. No, this anger is like very valid and you need to acknowledge that. Yeah. And if you are mm-hmm. mad about Crow and Clover and you're not mad about this, I think you really need to reevaluate like your ability to understand that trans people are part of the LGBT community. Yeah, I mean I think people are always gonna be more personally affected by what's relevant to yes. specifically to them, but like we should talk about things. Yes, equally, and of like, like yeah. I understand that you're gonna find Crow and Clover relevant. I'm not saying you shouldn't care about may more but i'm saying you should be mad about it too yeah we should be talking about this too i think it's a great point yeah um yeah okay i, I think my rant will touch on slights oh some you're themes not at your here. rant yet <laughs> no we didn't come on we didn't do that oh first, my god but first, but first oh no but first this you weren't the last thing come on we uh yeah i mean you could we could end it there but we let's at least oh, give let's haley give haley a platform to talk about <laughs> the satellite oh god <laughs> platform 
Oh, like the one the satellite never got to have. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Here's your satellite platform, Haley. Please step on it. We'll rise into the sky as you tell us about (laughs) the satellite. Oh, man. It's just... It's it's just such a missed opportunity. You know, you thought like Clover and Crow was a missed opportunity, but this was really, this is the hardest thing of the whole season for me. Um, how they, you know, they built it up. It was meant to be this big storyline. It seemed very important. We were protecting it, cherishing it. You know, we were looking after it. We even had some fun games happening in it and had some great cake lines. Um, and then we just cast it aside. We just let that satellite fall to the ground and and just rot and become cold and frozen in the frozen wasteland of Atlas. Uh, And it's a tragedy. It's a true tragedy. (laughs) Um, uh, I don't know why it was such a focus. (laughs) I think it was ultimately because they wanted to have someone fight in the arena that was inexplicably there for zero reason whatsoever. Um, Cause that was definitely taking away from, you know, the like, like if we're going to live on the satellite, we might need some, you know, bedrooms and bathrooms and kitchens and stuff. But they're like, no, we need an arena. Um, that was their priority. So th- that aside, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm crushed, crushed that it didn't come to anything. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess REP satellite, like it's not coming back. Right. Is it coming back? Do you think it's coming back? I was about to ask, like, part two in Atlas, are we going to uh, get the communications tower up? Like, is, is this, are we going back to that plot? Haley, we're going back faster than anyone ever heard. We're not getting it. Wait, are we? Wait, I don't know. Because oh, no, I, I legitimately don't know. <laughs> I yeah, want I mean, it to come knows? back, but, you know, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think that was just a, a true tragedy that it, it tragedy. didn't come to anything. Thinking about it, I think it's probably part of the the twist. Like, I think it's like, here's the, the setup that we're not going to pay off. Like, uh, exactly. They got all my hopes up. I know. And then, you know, probably for the best, because Salem has a whale now that can fly. So it would have... Wouldn't it have been cool to see Salem's whale decimate the satellite, though? That'd You'd be have been amazing. happy with that, right? like, <laughs> I just thought, you know, like, this, the Atlas could have gone into the air. Um, then, then the satellite could have also gone into the air. And then the satellite could have hit Atlas. And then Atlas would have hit Mantle. And that would have been really dramatic, but we got none of that. So I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> okay. Nuts. Rip, rip satellite. Rip satellite. Yeah. We'll never forget you. We will never. No. It didn't even get a beautiful sunset shot. <laughs> to go out on. Okay. 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 <laughs> It just it deserved it deserved the sunset shot. It deserved shot, yeah. a sunset shot, guys. Know, but no, sad. it just disappeared yeah. into we'll see Amity ever Coliseum existed. again one day. I'm sure we will. And uh, when we when we do, Haley will be just like, "Come on, get up in the sky! Come yep. on, come on!" Because like, you know they they can't get rid of that arena set piece. They like it too much, so we have to go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's good. Yeah, that was a big theme of this season of podcasts, and it didn't pay off. So no, it fun, did not. But, uh, <laughs> it did satellite watch two K twenty. Yeah, two K twenty. It didn't t- come become anything. So there you no. go. Okay, let's let's refuel here for. <laughs> oh, I forgot the wine for the last part. <laughs> have you, have last you been part. not drinking that much? Uh, I slowed down a little because I was already drunk like halfway through. So yeah, to <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's full on wine drunk here. 
yeah, I mean, you know, what is full on? But uh, for <laughs> for a podcast, <laughs> this is as big as, big as it gets here. Okay. Um, uh, okay, so this, here's the first an announcement. This will be my last Ruby podcast. Um, dun, dun, dun. We've, been, we've, we've been hinting at this. Uh, Going I'm out sure to we'll talk, the glory. I'm sure we'll talk about Ruby in like during other podcasts during cross show things like i'm not saying i'll never talk about ruby and honestly i'm gonna keep watching because i'm i'm like i hate myself right you just have to know so i'm not saying that but like our the new podcast model doesn't mean we won't do ruby podcasts it just means we won't do episode discussions but i won't be hosting them if beatrice or anyone else wants to host ruby podcasts like go ahead i'm not saying we're done with them in general but it, it will be healthy for me <laughs> to stop yeah, these I, podcasts it might be moving forward. Too, uh, yeah. It might be. Like, and I respect anyone's decision to follow suit. Um, so it's end of an era. I've been talking about the show for four years. Um, and uh, I, I want to get in one fi- my final thoughts on all aspects of Ruby. So th- three, 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 I have three categories to talk about ruby here uh leave it parting the ruby discourse and the first one is the show itself i think this is maybe the least important one in terms of like my frustration because ruby's a mediocre show and if it was just that then that'd be fine you know like uh i can have fun with the mediocre show that's cool uh it's it's but i do want to say because some people about ruby seem to think the show is really good uh, this show is like aggressively mediocre and, and it always has been. This, this, your, your show, your favorite show is not good and it never will be good because, uh, they're not changing. I'm seven seasons in. I think I can call it. This show is not changing the way it runs. Last season was like a reprieve. If they do a specific type of season with specific types of things, it can be fine. But even last season was not like in our top 10 shows or anything. Like, this show is like aggressively mediocre. If you think it's great, I think you're legitimately wrong. Um, there's better shows out there. It's okay that it's not good, but the reason it's not good is because the people at the top are, are not going to move it in a better direction. And I think that's clearer at this point. Um, sucks, but we're attached to a show that will never get better. Okay. That's point number one. So number two is Rooster Teeth, which is unfortunate that we have to talk about Rooster Teeth. But uh, I think uh, Maddie was hitting on some of these points. We talked about it with Crow and Clover. Like uh, Rooster Teeth, uh, they don't care about us. Uh, they suck. Uh, this is, I mean, like we love, so we love the Ruby crew. Uh, they do amazing work on the show. There's so many people that do such good work on the show, and I'm not saying anything about them. But the overall approach of Rooster Teeth to the Ruby fandom this season has been clearly very terrible um and we need to really change this but we should not be attached to this company that does not care about us like uh, the way they've handled the crow and clover stuff has been terrible the may stuff has been terrible bumblebee has been terrible um in general they just like and even if you don't necessarily care about these specific queer issues like they hype up things that uh, like they, they, they just hype the show with no consideration to what's coming next, which is just very tone deaf and, uh, n- not easy to understand considering like they, they do know, they do know what's coming next. So they, they, they're just like, uh, recklessly hyping things that the fandom is excited about, which is like a very terrible approach. And I, I really hate how, uh, 
how how Rooster Teeth has handled the show recently, and I really think they need to change. Related to Rooster Teeth, by the way, is like Ruby. Ruby will never get better. It's like oh, it's a show where it's it's made by Rooster Teeth, this this like indie company. It's it doesn't have a lot of money going into it, but now there is kind of a lot of money going to Ruby, and we've seen that Rooster Teeth is capable of making a great show because Genlock was really great. Uh, so there's no excuses anymore as to why Ruby's not good. Uh, Genlock was great. This, this company can make good shows. It's not the company. It's the people making the show that's at the top. Okay. Um, so Rooster Teeth, uh, please improve how you talk to fans. Uh, the show is mediocre, but here's the last point, And the most thing, the, the biggest thing I want to talk about is the fans of the show. Um, because I want to say... That to anyone who's ever left a mean comment to us, to anyone who's left a mean review, who said we're bad, who's insulted that they're, we didn't, we said bad things about Ruby, a show they liked, I just want to say, f*** you. Like, I, I've dealt with so much, so much about this show in the comments. So, it's no exaggeration to say, like, 75% of our negative comments have came from Ruby over, like, the past four or five years. Like... Just honestly, just f- off if you let that say all any of this type of thing. I just you just don't understand that you're talking like where you're taking such great offense to to us trashing a show that you like, but you're saying mean things to people. And this 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 disparage this difference between like we're insulting a show, stop being so attached to the show. We're just saying our honest opinions about it. Um, and I've, I've had a lot of, uh, I, I've like had a lot of mental, uh, bad things come from just constantly reading mean comments that you will say. So, uh, I, I, the biggest thing, the biggest reason why I'm not going to do Ruby podcast anymore is because you all are just constantly terrible. So, um, fuck you guys. Thank you to the people that have been great because I've wanted to stop Ruby podcast for like two or three years, honestly. And the reason we didn't is because people have been like, no, you're the only ones that talk about the show in a way that I, that I think about the show. And like, I still love all those people. Um, you're, I, I hear you. Uh, but not, 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 not going to happen anymore because you're drowned out, unfortunately, by, by some of the people that listen to this show. So, um, goodbye, all of you <laughs> who've said bad Fair things. Well. Uh, yeah. Uh, f- farewell. We're, uh, you, you don't have to hear me talk about Ruby anymore. <laughs> so good for you. Don't understand listening to the end of podcasts that, uh, you hate what they're saying and then leave mean comments, but I guess that's it. So, um, shows, shows bad. Rooster Thief's been bad. Fans are especially bad. That's Nothing's kind of what gonna I change. With, I that's kind of what I want to leave us with. <laughs> Oh, we've had a good run, haven't we, folks? We've had a good run. We we enjoyed ourselves. I I thank you, Haley, Maddie, Delaney as well. Like like we've like we've been it's all that's the biggest reason why I've kept going with this, is because it's really fun to talk to you guys. These are I like you guys. These are really fun. Yeah. (laughs) So like like that like absolutely that's that's like Mm -hmm. like we've had a fun dynamic despite um just us personally being frustrated with it. Yes. And um, we'll we'll find ways, I guess, to still maybe keep keep that going, but not with Ruby for me. Like no. like, it, only thing is if like if if Weiss and, and Ruby kiss, like that's the only thing that would get <laughs> me to come on to Ruby podcast. Even if Bumblebee kisses, I'm not coming back. <laughs>
Like, and hold me to this, please. If I, mm-hmm. if I, if I, like, please just please don't, like, it's bad for me. Don't do it. Like, I, uh, you should get, we should all just, like, hold you down and be like, Dylan, no. Like, Dylan, make a pact. Go. It's much easier that we're not doing episode discussions. Like, it's like, yeah. but, like, when we call, like, Bumblebee will eventually happen and we'll want to talk about it. I hope, like, some combination of us that feels better about the show will be able to talk about that. Um, but, uh, yeah. I, I am looking forward to enjoying Ruby casually mm-hmm. uh solo <laughs> i hope i like like i don't know just like every saturday i just have to watch it at 11 a.m and it just makes you mad a lot of times it's like this is not healthy like look like I, i'll watch it I'll, hopefully i can watch it at some point and we don't have to talk about it and yeah okay so there maddie Haley, any any other things on your mind about ruby uh the fans won they did it it can be proud of themselves. You drove us out. You <laughs> drove us out. Yeah. Um, I think we're the only Ruby podcast that releases podcasts like on the day the episodes come out. Yes, I think so. So good job. We're happy. Um about that. I won't comment on the other things you commented on, Dylan, because that's that it's too deep. Uh but the fans, yeah, you did it. Good job, guys. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Okay. Okay. That's it. <laughs> yeah, out with the whimper. Yeah, it was it was a fun season, not really, but we did it. Last season was a fun it season. It was a fun season. Last podcast. season was I'm I'm very happy we This I'm season happy. was like, oh, I don't know what to talk about every week. We'll always have the big chungus. We will always have big chungus and Jim. <laughs> and Jim. Yeah. Yeah, just well, yeah. Like maybe we'll talk about Genlock, and we can talk about Chungus as more. Then come oh, back for Genlock. <laughs> we won't cover Genlock at all. But like Genlock is kind of made by its own group of people, and it's on HBO now for some reason. Oh, so yeah, it's I mean, also on HBO. Max, we can kind so. of I I can like successfully separate it from Rooster Teeth as a whole now. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be on Genlock podcast for yeah, yeah. whoever yeah. whatever. We'll, we're doing we'll come back for that. But um, <sighs> okay. There you go. There you go. Good times. Thank you to those of you who've listened for yeah. a long time. To and legitimately love us. Thank you. Love, yeah, and uh, positive comments. Yeah, I feel like I feel like talking crap about people will mean that they won't negatively comment. But let's see. Let's see for those. Oh, Dylan, happens. that is not how this works. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> no, but thank you to the people who are yeah. no. There's there's a lot of understanding of yeah. that. There are different ways of viewing something, and just because you critique something doesn't mean that it's inherently a negative thing. It's 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 comes out of a place of affection for the show that we've now kind of lost. <laughs> frankly, I, I didn't complain about things that I think you should be thinking. If you think that, yes. you should really not be. Yeah, you you need to reevaluate yourself as a person if you do not agree with a lot of the queer stuff we're mad about. Yes. Oh yeah. No different category. Yeah. 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 But more so, like, yeah, it's... Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and if Ruby's ending, and this is your favorite show, like, just watch more shows. Like, there's, like, yeah. listen to st- other stuff there's we a, talk There's about, a like, lot of great shows nowadays, guys. This is, like, legitimately the worst show we talk about, and it's, like, there's just <laughs> li- anything else. Like, literally anything else. Um, not that I don't understand the appeal, of course. But, Bojack uh, came out today. Let's go watch Bojack. Yeah, Marathon the Bojack. That'll get you in a good mood. Um, yeah. The Bojack finale, yeah. Okay, so that that's overlandmade.com. We'll still be on Discord, I guess, talking about it and stuff. Overlyandmade.com slash Discord. Um, Patreon.com slash Overlyandmade. Thanks to all of our patrons who love Ruby, who supported us. Especially our patron of the podcast, Alex, a.k.a. Esteban Universidad. I know Alex loves Ruby and has <laughs> not been following it. <laughs> you don't think if you love these friends, you should be a patron of ours. 
Yeah, if you if you made it to the end of this podcast, you should be a patron. If you made it to the end and you like the rants, of course you should be a patron. Yeah, like, like yeah. I like of course direct funding us doing this. Person. Like if you if yeah. you become a patron for this, like we, we you are directly funding us making more rants. Like that's all you're doing. That that's true. That's that's the purpose of this. And <laughs> I don't know what maybe we'll do a rant specific thing. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, patron exec producers Ryan Seabox, Beatrice, you, Michael, and Needle. Okay. Um, shout out to Needle who loves Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you couldn't even say it. We all love Ruby. I'm just saying. We just all love her. Okay, it's it's so like I, that weird, I don't know. It's just a weird thing that exists in the world and you just got to love it for its, its weirdness <laughs> and its know. charm. But now it's, but now it's turning on us, so we need to run away. Like I'm so glad the podcast ending because I can just I don't have to pretend to like <laughs> this. Yeah, well, wait, just wait. Wait for Beatrice to be like, oh, I want to host a, a month long, a monthly thing. A Bumblebee retrospective. Again, yeah. Okay. Well, Bumblebee. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. That's so I can't wait for January 2021 when Bumblebee kiss and. Uh, and one of it's them like got some really problematic context. Yeah, like it's <laughs> yeah, great. I can't for that, so uh, we're, okay. we're all looking forward to it. Yeah, um, seeing more of the whale next season. Oh yep. my god, is the whale a big chungus? <gasps> oh, what a good way to end. Good point. Yeah. Late in the podcast, I do yep. think the whale. I, I need to get that in before you ended it. I'm yeah. sorry. No, I that think I think that's how our, we should end this. We met, met our chungus about, quota. Yeah, yes. The whale. We met, like okay. this is literally a chung. <laughs> it's not the whale's fault. We love the whale. Yeah, I no, love no, the whale. I'm saying that in a good way. I'm like he's the best big chungus because he has no good like like he can't fight. He's just big and moving slowly through the air. Right. It's wonderful. You say that, but he's going to launch laser beams next season. Okay. I am ready for the big chungus to like fire his laser that up. But as of now, he's just a beautiful whale floating through the sky. Now I'm excited for volume eight. You got me excited. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned. Okay, we won't be back, but we'll be. (laughs) Thanks for listening to our volume seven coverage. Thanks for listening to our Ruby coverage. And we won't be back to listen to our other stuff. Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye.